Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Julio Morales, the founder of a wonderful company called Be Green Removal at BeGreenRemoval.com. It's a natural bee removing company, a way to preserve the bees and the hives without killing them with toxic and polluting chemicals. We had a hive show up where I live, and the first group of people that were called were trained in poison control. I knew that that was not the right way to take care of the situation, and I found out about bee green removal online. And I have to tell you, not only all the bees were gone through this natural process, but they didn't return. There's an entire science to beehive removal and wasp nest removal. Also, there's a whole way to structurally repair your buildings and your roofs and stucco drywall and chimneys and to even bee-proof your home and your business. Bees are experiencing colony collapse disorder, drastically affecting our food supply. It is so serious what's happening. So anything that is natural, that naturally honors and takes care of the bees and also takes care of you and where you live is a win-win situation. Ladies and gentlemen, it was with great pleasure that we welcome Julio Morales to its rainmaking time. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing, Ken? I'm excited to have you on the show. I really am excited about your work and what you're doing, and so many people need what you're doing. I guess I'd like you to just share a little bit about the science of these hives and swarms and the difference between a hive and a swarm and what we as homeowners and renters need to know. Swarms pretty much starts happening on springtime, and swarms come from old hives. A lot of people wonder where, where all these swarms of bees come from, and a lot of people will call us and say we have a hive either on a bush or, or on a small tree, a lemon tree, or somewhere exposed on the structure of the house. The difference between a swarm and a hive is that a swarm's looking for a home, it carries a queen, it can carry anywhere from 300 to 5,000 bees, and they do not have any honey or honeycomb. That comes from an old hive. The queen lays three fertilized eggs, takes half of the colony, and swarms away. Those fertilized eggs, the one that hatches first becomes the new queen, and that one kills the other two eggs, and she's the strongest. She takes over the old hive with the other half of the colony, and move on with that old hive. And that's how they start reproducing. That's the difference between a swarm and a hive. And what we do is we come out to customers' homes and safely remove the swarms or the established hives. A lot of the times uh, the hives are inside of the structures. Um, Can I ask you something really quick? I got some of the distinction between a swarm and a hive, but a hive is different in that it has honeycomb? Yes. Pretty much established hive has the queen, has the worker bees and the drones, and he has all the larvae. He has the honeycomb, and he has honey. That's established hive. A swarm is just bees by themselves, and it could be anywhere from 3,000 to 5,000 bees without any larvae, without any brood, or any honeycomb or honey at all. And they're looking for a home to start building that up. Why do you think it is that with the science of bees, just in terms of conservation and agriculture, why are people using toxic, polluting chemicals to get rid of them. Why are we doing it? You know, a lot of people, for example, pest control companies out there, 
a lot of them don't know, don't have that experience, or they don't focus just in bees like we do. Um, there's a lot of bee removal companies out there that they just do bees, you know. And then we have the uh, pest control companies, and pest control companies are not trained to perform light removals or don't know how to do it. All they know how to do is just applying the pesticides to get rid of whether it's spiders or termites or, you know, whatsoever. And they work the same way with the beehives. So the training is not there. The study is not there. And a lot of companies would hire employees where, you know, they're just employees. And employees, they just want to get pay their hours. And here at Bee Green, what we do is different. We make our... Our teams, we make them feel as part of the company, which they are part of the company. And we all meet the same goal in performing and preserving as many bees as we can because of the importance that it is. How do you preserve the bees? In other words, what are you using? And you don't need to tell us your secret formula per se, but what is the science of what you do aside from bee removal what are you spraying or using? What is that about versus a pesticide? Let's just say you have a beehive inside of a structure, and it's been there a year, so it's pretty much established. We would have to get to the cavity area, uh, whether we have to go through the stuck or the roof. And, you know, pretty much the process is we grab the bees with our vacuum device. It's a special vacuum that was invented by me. Inside of the vacuum, there's a canister. Bees go straight into that canister, and that's where we keep them alive. Depending on the size of the hive, by feeling the weight of the vacuum, we'll know if we have to switch that canister and add a new one. So we carry several canisters with us because we never know what we come across. Every job is different. But as we're grabbing the bees, we start pulling out the honeycomb. The reason why we use a vacuum device is that we separate the bees from the cone because if you put the cone with honey inside of a box with the bees, and that honey drips on their wings, then the bees are going to die. That's the whole reason why we separate them. And as we pull the honeycomb from the structure, then all the wax is attached to the structure, which is the wood inside. We clean all of the wax, but what really helps us so that the bees don't continue to recolonize is the treatment. It's an eco-friendly treatment that we apply, and what it does is that it repels against the smell of pheromones and honey. This way, it won't continue to attract any other bees or any other rodents. So applying that eco-friendly treatment is really what really helps us a lot in uh, keeping these bees away. I'm really fascinated with this. So are you saying the bees, in a sense, are coming back because of the smell of the honey? And the pheromones, yes. Pheromones. Here's how it works. You have a hive, and bees can travel three to four miles to collect their pollen and nectar. Okay. In order to find their way back home, they're guided by the sun. How do they find all this pollen and all this nectar? Because they can sense it. They can smell all of that. So if you leave honeycomb behind in that cavity area of whatever type, you know, any smell that can attract them. So now you got other hives that are within that distance of three to four miles and they smell that. They sense that they're going to come and try to recolonize again. So that's why it's very important that we apply that treatment. It is said that animals like dogs and cats have 13 times the scent ability we do. I can only imagine what bees have. I wonder how far away they can be from an area and smell it. If they can travel three to four miles for the pollen and nectar, I wouldn't be surprised that they can sense that, you know. So that's one of the things that we explain to all of our customers. You know, a lot of people say, well, 
if you get rid of the queen, will the hive die? If you get rid of the queen, just get the queen out and leave the honeycomb inside, and then it's done. A colony without their queen will not survive. But if it's not necessarily those bees, even if you get rid of the queen and the whole colony, okay, and, and you get everything out of there and leave the honeycomb behind, it's not necessarily the same bees that are going to come back. It's other bees from other hives. And here's another important thing. When a company comes out and they eradicate the hive and they spray pesticides inside and leave the honeycomb inside without removing it, well, now you got these other hives that are scavenging for pollen and nectar, and they come to this hive that's already been sprayed and start grabbing that honey that's already contaminated and bring it to their hive, then that same pesticide that was applied to that hive is going to make an impact on these other hives. Explain how that works. How come they don't just die of the pesticide that's in the honey and not make it to where they're then going? For example, you know, we've been hearing a lot about colonies collapse disorder, where they're spraying a lot of GMOs on the fields. Then you have the beekeepers. They'll rent out the bees. They'll bring it to these farms. And the bees go out and collect the pollen from all these plants. The pesticide is already there, so it does make an impact. I don't know if they could determine whether it's good or bad pollen, but what I do know is that they definitely do bring it to the hive, and that's what causes a lot of the colony collapse disorder. They bring it to the hive, and they end up dying off or flying away from that colony, from the hive itself. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. No matter what the state of the economy is, there will always be time-honored traditions and special events. The Sterling Hut has been in business since 2008, offering a wide range of fantastic sterling silver products, including finely crafted mint julep cups, personalized baby shower gifts, photo albums, exquisite jewelry boxes and awards, and so much more. The Sterling Hut is an authorized Silver Star international reseller of fine silver products and anniversary gifts. The business is owned by Jewel and Bob Howard. If you would be interested in buying someone a gift of pure sterling silver or sterling plated silver, you can call 1-888-819-1009. Get a 15% discount by going to the Sterling Hut, the Sterling, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G, Hut, H-U-T, dot com, and saying it's rainmaking time. They will honor a 15% discount for you. Beautiful sterling silver gifts for all of life's occasions, manufactured in Italy and handcrafted by skilled artisans. They can also be engraved in sterling picture frames, oval and rectangular silver trays, champagne ice buckets, silver goblets, coffee and tea service, coffee pots, silver mugs, candelabras, and silver jewelry unrivaled in design and style. Go to the Sterling Hut at sterlinghut.com. And back to the show. Talk a little bit also about the structural repair type of work that you do. So, for example, you came to the building where I live. Talk about what you saw. Let's take a live example. Okay. In that case, the bees were exposed, attached to the stockle. We went out there. We grabbed them as many as we can. Unfortunately, somebody had been there before us and had sprayed. So we did whatever we can with the bees that were left. After that, we applied a treatment. It was an eco-friendly treatment that, you know, eventually it helps to, to eliminate the smell of pheromones or repels against the smell of pheromones. So this way, you know, you want to attract any other bees. 
for example, today I went to a property at a customer's home. They have a roof tile. The bees went inside underneath the eave area and fill up their honeycomb. So now, because the hive is inside and there's already honey, there's already brood, there's already larvae, so we had explained to the customer that we have to go through the roof. When we do that, for example, if it's a roof tile, we gently remove the tiles from the roof without breaking them because we use the same tiles. We cut through the roof paper and then we cut the plywood. The plywood, we cut it right on the center of the rafter so that we're able to nail it back. Once we cut the plywood and, and pull it up, 99% of the time, that's where the hive is. And we'll make sure that where the hive is before we even open any other structure. So we open up the plywood and then all the honeycomb is right there. And you see where it's all attached to the structure and it moistures the wood. It moistures the wood and it attracts termites. So what we do, then we start using our vacuum device to start grabbing the bees, pulling out all the honeycomb, cleaning up all the wood, all the structure really good. Once everything has been removed and cleaned up, then we apply our eco-friendly treatment. And then we put the plywood back again, nail it back onto the rafter, put some new roof paper to make sure that it's waterproofed, and then we use the same tiles. And by the time we're done, everything looks back to normal. In a situation where we come across a hive that's inside of a cavity wall and it's stucco, we cut the stucco, cut the chicken wire that's behind it, pull out all the honeycomb. We start with our vacuum device, clean up the studs, the two-by-fours that are inside, and then we put the waterproof paper, put the chicken wire, and put the stucco back together and match whatever texture it is. All of our technicians have a construction background experience. Yes. So we, we all can handle any type of repairing when it comes to construction. I've got to ask you, how do you know where the honeycomb is? <laughs> okay. Honeycomb, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, the honeycomb, really where, where the bees are going in through, wherever their access entrance is, they usually start building up their honeycomb no further than 12 inches away. Really? Okay. And a lot of the times, for example, we'll go out to a customer's home. It's behind a brick chimney. And I would go inside and I would touch the wall or there's a temperature detector that you can use. But I personally touch the wall and I'll feel the heat inside, you know, on top of the drywall. And you can feel the heat of the hive because they keep themselves at a temperature. That's one way of detecting it. And a lot of it comes with experience, doing it over and over and over, even though it's always a different home and a different situation. But kind of your experience takes you into it. There's been situations where I get near the hive and I can smell the honey from five feet away. Wow. You're like the bee whisperer. <laughs> the bee whisperer. <laughs> yeah, well, there's somebody called the lion whisperer and uh, I interviewed him a few years ago and you're the bee whisperer. <laughs> How do you know that you don't kill the bees when you vacuum them into the canisters? The vacuum has the regulator. With that regulator, you can control the pressure of the flow on how hard it's pulling. Okay, so when you're vacuuming, there's a hole in the back that you, where you control the pressure. You'll know, by the way, when, when you're gently grabbing the bees, you'll know how, how strong the vacuum is. And you kind of get used to that feeling. I feel it on the holes when I'm holding the holes and feeling how, the, how it's sucking the bees. It really works really good. As a matter of fact, uh, it's funny because... A lot of the time we do come across customers that they don't care whether we eradicate the bees or we save the bees. They, they just want the bees out of there. But we always take that extra mile in performing the live removal as well. Funny thing is that when we're done with the job and we pull out that canister and we show it to them, I always see a smile on their face where they feel good about it. Where at the beginning, it didn't mean anything to them whether they're alive or, or not. They just wanted it gone 
from the property. So pretty much, you know, when you're sucking them up gently, you can feel how strong the vacuum is. And that's pretty much how, how we figure it out, if it's too strong or not. But uh, we have that regulator. So what's the next step of the process? You go back to where? And what do you do with these bees that are still alive? Once we grab the bees and we have them in our canister, we have feeders. And on those feeders, if we don't have any honey with us from previous hives that we removed, then we have sugar water. We'll put some sugar water in there, and we're feeding the bees as we're going out through our day, removing more swarms or hives. They get stressed out and being those cancers, so we try to make it comfortable for them to keep them alive and make sure that, that those bees get to the place where they're supposed to get safely. So we feed them throughout the day. Do they have any air in those canisters? Oh, yes, definitely. Every time we, we perform a live removal, we, we don't leave the bees inside of the vacuum device. We pull it out. Once we're done... We pull it out, we pull out the canister, and you have screen all over. So customers can see the bees through the screen, and they can definitely breathe. And from there, we have uh, beekeepers yes. that we donate them to. I am a member of a beekeeper club, which is in the Antelope Valley. I'm a member, and I attend to meetings once a month. Well, that's where I got the beekeepers that we donate them to. We know that a lot of people buy the bees. They order the bees, and they ship them. But we just want to see them alive, so what we do is just donating. We come across so many bees that, you know, we can't sell them to them. They'll go broke. So we just donate them to them as long as we keep them alive, and we work with them together. And then they end up at a bee farm and producing honey and stuff. How did you get into this? That's the question that everybody asks me. It's kind of funny. I have a construction background experience. I've been doing construction for over 10 years. Back in 2005... I used to work at a construction company, and uh, I was a supervisor. They pretty much laid everybody off and uh, whatever decisions they had, and the company went down. My wife started sending resumes out on the computer and started sending resumes all over my resumes, and I went out on my truck looking for work. You know, by this time, it's been like two months without work, and we were really struggling. It was a Wednesday morning when they called me saying that, uh, yes, uh, is this Julio Morales? I said, yes. Oh, yeah, I just want to let you know you have an interview with us and we're excited to meet you and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So we met Friday. Yes. That Friday that we met, before we met, they called me and, and they asked me if I had an extension letter. And I said, yes. Ten minutes later, they called me again and they asked me if I was allergic to bees. And I said, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. They said, okay, great. We'll see you then. And uh, we met up in Hollywood Hills, where my wife went and looked for the work. They said that they needed some stucco and drywall and roof experience construction workers, which is the opposite of what I was doing. And she was just trying to help. I was doing foundations and masonry, and I was a little not really wanting to go because I didn't know much about drywall or roof or stucco. I come over there, and I showed up, and there was these other guys there, and it so happened that it was all about bees, which I wasn't aware. We ended up removing some bees. We went to two places. One thing leads to another. I started doing bee removals. I needed the job, so I stuck around there for a little bit, and it's been seven years, and we're still here. But I want to know when the lights went off in your awareness that you didn't have to kill them and pour pesticides on them. When did that awareness go off? When I first started in the bee removal, I wasn't really trained. My mistakes were really my teachers. You know, I've got stung so many times by doing the wrong way in approaching a hive. 
so I didn't know any better. And there was times where I was ready to quit just because I just didn't like getting stung and all that stuff. But <laughs> it just wasn't I fun. I can't imagine know. why. <laughs> and I just never got trained. Well, learning through all of that, I've never, since I started working, and I still don't like getting stung, but I've never, ever liked killing the bees. I never did. It wasn't me until I started getting more involved and I started having one crew with me and I started realizing how these bees, not only is it important for the environment and we started getting more involved and no matter how many times I was getting stung and I didn't like it, one time I eradicated some bees and looking at them while I did that and looking how they were just dying off, it hit me really bad. As a matter of fact, I remember coming home and talking to my wife and telling her how that was an awful feeling didn't like it, didn't didn't like that experience. So I went upon myself to start performing eye removals. And, and since I had figured it out how to work with bees, you know, maybe not the correct way, I told myself I, I need to figure out how to start doing at least my part. And at first I didn't have any beekeepers, so I was just releasing the bees into the wild, just letting them go, letting them go. And this is not something that the company requested from me. It was just me. I wanted to do that. And as I grew more and more and got more involved, it was just it was just in me. I started caring more for the bees. I started caring more for what they were doing. I admire how they work, how smart these insects are, how hard they work. And I'm always learning. And, and what they do for us for agriculture is phenomenal. Yes, it phenomenal. is. Phenomenal. Then when Bee Green was born, we had a vision. And it was a whole different level where... We were just going to do bee removals, live bee removals all the time. And, you know, as a matter of fact, every technician, every new employee that comes in, they get trained by me before sending out to the field because I, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page because I'm not with them when they're out on the field, you know, right. somewhere and they can be. But I want to have that peace of mind that they're doing what they're supposed to do. So and it's working really great. They're, they're actually doing really good and they care for the bees as well. So. That's kind of awesome. The situation with wasps and yellow jackets. Talk a little bit about that. How do you handle that? We remove the nest. Okay, we, we try to, to grab them with our vacuum, but our vacuum is not strong enough. And a lot of the times, they'll fly away. We apply our treatment. With the wasps, we really try to save them as many times as possible as we can. But really, what it comes down to is removing the nest and applying the treatment. We warranty our work with it. So, you know, a lot of the times they'll fly away and, and we just take care of that nest by removing it and applying that treatment. That's really as much as we can do with it. Jello jackets are different. Jello jackets are too aggressive. You know, we use a, a special treatment that we apply on them. We just have to get rid of them. It's a danger, not just if people are passing by if they're underground on sidewalks, but a danger to us because we come across nests that are size of a basketball. So when it comes to yellow jackets, there's no really beekeepers that, you know, will keep them or anything like that. And then trying to grab the, the nest alive is, is just too dangerous because they're too aggressive. So we apply them and we do a treatment on them, and it's an eco-friendly treatment. That's really how we approach that, because, the yellow jackets and the wasps. Because I know when you came to do the treatment here that you found a wasp nest. Yes, there were several. Yes, and we didn't even know that. We had no idea. We just thought it was just bees. So that was very interesting. Yeah. It depends on what kind of wasps they are. Wasps can be something. I've got stung by wasps, and, and boy, they hurt. 
that's another level. So we're very careful with those. We're always, you know, letting our customers know of the danger of having them around and the impact that it can do to a child, especially. What has been your greatest challenge since you've been in the business? Our greatest challenge, uh, wow. Not enough of you to go around? <laughs> Probably more calls than you have the time to do. I would say that's one of them. Our greatest challenge is, to be honest with you, we're into live removals. And one of our challenges is when customers don't want their structures to be touched. And we want to save those bees and get those bees out of there. A lot of times we'll go that extra mile and just give them a, a simple quote as long as we can get to the structure and save those bees. That's one of the challenges. You know, and I would say it's either out of ignorance or, or they just seem not to care or, or they're just not aware of what's going on. That's one major challenge that really bugs me personally mm -hmm. when I can't have that access to those bees to bring them alive. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. I just want to take a minute or two and share with you that we really appreciate you listening and sharing with your friends and loved ones and colleagues. And if you like the show, show it. Write something really cool, really nice on It's Rainmaking Time at iTunes. We have our own store there. And like our Facebook page. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, feel free to do that. We send a bi-monthly newsletter out. And if you like it, share it with all your friends. Another thing we wanted to share with you is that somebody stepped in and started to do transcriptions for us. We have some transcriptions already done. If you would be interested, please drop us a line. We will be posting the transcriptions that are ready for sale. That's another way to assist the show. And for those of you who are in a position to donate $10 a month or $20 a month or more, please do so. Action speaks louder than words. We appreciate you. And thanks again for listening to It's Rainmaking Time. And back to the show. You have a 30-day guarantee. Talk about what that is. I think that's pretty fascinating. Explain it. We have different guarantees. It depends on what it is. For example, if you have a swarm that's located, like in your case, if they were located on, on, on a porch or in a balcony or even in a tree, wherever the swarm is located, we safely remove the swarm and then we apply an eco-friendly treatment. And then what we do is that we provide our customers with a third-day warranty on a situation like that. What that means is a lot of the times there'll be some stragglers and they'll come back. You know, there's been situations, as a matter of fact, that they'll catch a second swarm. And we just want to make sure that our customers, they don't have to pay again or that somebody doesn't come out and tell them, oh, well, you know, this is another swarm. You have to pay again or whatever the situation may be. We like to protect them. The warranty pretty much... With the treatment, we, we let our customers know that they're protected with us and we are comfortable with the job that we're doing. We feel good about it. Um, there's been situations where we have removed the hives, let's just say, from a structure, and the hive has been there two, three years. Depending on the size of the hive, the bigger the hive, the more worker bees they got out on the field. Okay, so when we remove these hives, more worker bees are going to come back because that's their home. Well, we leave structures open okay, where they say they have their own handyman that's going to repair it, or they're going to take care of their repairing. We leave structures open, completely open, knowing that all these bees are going to come back, and we still give them their warranty, 30 days, even up to 60 or 90 days as well. That's how confident we are about our treatment. That's pretty much showing the customer that they're protected with the warranty and that we're very confident in what we do. When it comes into a repair or a complete repair and we do the bee proofing, we provide our customers with a six-month, even up to a year warranty as well. 
you said something very interesting to me that night. You explained to me, correct me if I didn't hear it properly, that it takes at least, is it 30 bees to make a hive or a swarm? In other words, if there's not a certain amount of bees, they can't stay alive. What is the thing you said to me? Do you remember? I said, well, what if they come back? And you said, well, they won't be able to survive because there's not enough bees there. Yeah. Explain that. Explain that. Okay, like in your situation with a swarm. When you have a swarm, that's been there. And let's say we came out there, we removed the swarm and took the queen and everything. Now, you have some residual bees, okay, and these bees come back. And they'll cluster up around that area. And the reason they cluster up is because they're in a survival mode. Well, there's two things that happen. Those bees go back to the hive they came from. They will be accepted back to their hive from the old hive that they left. Or they'll die off. Depending on the amount of bees they are, they'll eventually end up dying. That's if they don't go back to their old hive. So that's pretty much what happens with that. That's sad. I'm ready to cry. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, that's something that... Yeah, you're going to lose some in the midst of all yeah. this. What happens when people get stung by a bee? What is the best policy and the best way to proceed with this? Safety is one of our top things right here in this business. For many reasons, if you don't know how to work with the bees, something that could take you half an hour to an hour to get done can turn out into a complete night. You have to know how to work with them. So safety is always, always top of the line stuff for us, especially if we're up in a ladder, a second story home, a tree, whatever the situation may be. We always tell our customers, we always let them know they have to stay inside. We don't know if they're allergic or not. You know, we let them know what could happen if they get stung or their pets or children. We had come across some customers that gotten stung, but that's because they want to see. They're being curious and they want to see. And really, they get stung and it seems to me like they'll believe us by then and they'll go inside their car or they'll go inside their home. <laughs> we tell the customer, be careful that the bees are going to get a little agitated we we'll recommend you to stay inside so you don't get stung. They just want to see. And until they get stung, then they pretty much, the bees would tell them you have to go inside. So that, that's how that works. And then we always tell them that, you know, a lot of these customers have some dead bees on the floor because the light attracts them and they're just bumping themselves into the light bulb and they'll end up killing themselves and falling into the floor. So we always let them know that even though a bee is dead, they can still sting them, you know, and, and they'll have the same impact if they're allergic to them. So, How does a dead bee sting you? You mean you touch the stinger? Yes. Let's just say you step or squeeze the stinger. It will still make the same impact, okay, even though it. it's dead. So what do you do if you're stung by a bee? Do you take an antihistamine or what do you take? I don't take anything. I just go with the pain. A lot of customers ask me, are you used to this already? And then I always tell them, no, no, I'm not used to the stings. You know, it's the same feeling from the very first time I got stung. But I, I don't take anything. I don't swallow up or anything like that. Um, I noticed I, you didn't have an outfit on, did you, when you came here? No. Now, how come you don't wear a whole bee outfit to protect yourself? I do when when it's a hive that's been there for a long time. You just get comfortable with them. The way I approach a hive, it tells me a lot. I see their attitude, if, if, whether they're mellow or they're aggressive. If they're mellow, I feel comfortable around them. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, if you have that fear inside of you or being nervous, I think they can sense that and you eventually will get stung. And there's been times where I got uncomfortable and I still get stung, but... You don't worry about it. 
yeah, I don't worry about it. But I know when to wear my gears, and I, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And I can smell it a lot of times when they spray that scent. You can smell it, and that's alerting the other bees. So I right away put my gears on in situations like that. You must be a bee whisperer if you can tell whether they're mellow or not. That's like Kevin Richardson with his lions. He made himself available to baby lions, and now he runs around with these lions, and they're all grown up, and rolls around, and they roll around with him. I mean, everybody else would have been chow. <laughs> yeah, I I personally think, for example, if I'm, this, I'm in this type of business, I'll never learn enough about bees, and I don't think anybody will ever will. There's always something new to learn about them, but things that you care for, you pay attention to, and you invest time in them. So I invest a lot of time studying these bees just by looking at them, how they're working, whether they carry pollen on their feet or not, their attitude, you know, all of that stuff comes into place and it makes my job a lot easier and I perform better and faster. And believe it or not, you kind of get more attached to them. So I think it's beautiful. How do you bee-proof your home? Bee-proofing our homes, depending on where it's at. You know, we use bee mesh if it's, like little vent holes, um, whatever vent areas we use B-Mesh. We got to make sure that the airflow is still going through. You can't seal those vents. You know, if there's cracks on, on the eave area, some joints, those, you know, we'll use a silicone. Depending on, on the structure of the home, if it's like a dark eave, then we'll use a clear one. If it's a white eave, we'll use the white silicone. Those are ways to be proven. And then at the same time, we apply a treatment and that treatment helps, for example, if there's customers that had three or four hives at their home for a long time and they keep coming back each year, those type of customers are the ones that we offer bee proofing to make sure that they don't continue to spend their money over and over and over every year and it just doesn't stop. So that's when we offer the bee proofing. Every situation is different, but mainly it's the bee mesh and silicone and, you know, but we definitely... Bee proofing requires a treatment. It's a pre-treatment that we apply as well that goes with it. It's really phenomenal what you do. And I just so appreciate you and your company. And I really wanted people to know that there's options out there. And even though most of us are not trained to think this way and to operate this way, that you're there. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Julio? I believe that God created this world and that he's in control of it. But I also believe that if people were to get together, and everybody's different, but if we can get together, we, we definitely can make a difference. You know, here at Be Green, we're just trying to do our part. We're not any better than anybody else. We're just trying to do what's right. And I think that if we all can think in the same way, we definitely can make a difference, especially with everything that's going on with the GMOs, all of that stuff. The, we're losing a lot of bees. Maybe for us, it's not a main thing, but what about for our kids and their kids? We got to think like that. We got to think in the future, not, not in the present. That's something that I would like for people to know that really, if we think alike, if we get together, we can definitely make an impact in this planet Earth. And that's all we're trying to do here, something different for the customer, for the environment, for the bees, and for ourselves. It means a lot to us to perform this way. And, and believe it or not, it's customers like you that, that makes us who we are. Well, I'm just so glad you're there. And Julio Morales, I really want to thank you for joining us at It's Rainmaking Time. 
For those of you that are interested and want to know more about bee green removal, go to B-B-E-E-G-R-E-E-N, like Nancy, removal.com. And you can call them by calling 1-877-675-6102. And what are the counties or the cities that you are available for? Uh, We cover the Orange County, Los Angeles County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, Ventura County, and Kern County. Wow. I really want to thank you for everything you're doing for the bee population, the humanity that you're bringing forth, the care with which you do what you do, the integrity of your company, and just your entire approach is just phenomenal. And I'm really proud and honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Julio Morales. Thank you, Kim, and have a blessed evening.